Uh, hey, Alex, if I can just get you to tell me your name to make sure our audio is working. Okay. Uh, my name is Alex Vasquez. Vasquez. Ah, oh, see, now I know how to pronounce your last name too. <laughs> yeah, all good. Yeah, I, I see what you did there. I know precisely what you're doing. You're very, you're a very clever man. <laughs> Lots of practice. <laughs> G'day, Troy Dean from WP Elevation, and welcome to episode 85 of the WP Elevation podcast. Our feature guest this week is Alex Vasquez from Los Angeles. He is a organizer of the Los Angeles WordCamp. He runs a digital agency called DigiSavvy. Uh, he calls himself a Troy Dean impersonator, which is interesting. We're going to find out why. He also brings a lot of personality and a lot of his own quirks to his blog and to his business, and we talk about why that's important. And he's giving away three paid extensions of the Give WP donation plugin, which, by the way, looks amazing. Uh, definitely check that out. Stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Uh, there's lots of conversation and lots of good stuff in here about onboarding clients, about finding clients, about positioning yourself as the go-to person. It's a great episode. I hope you can stay with us. Let's elevate. This is the WP Elevation Podcast. Helping WordPress consultants elevate. This episode of the WP Elevation Podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals, the only way to teach your clients how to use WordPress. The original plugin from 2008 that puts video tutorials in your client's WordPress dashboard to teach them how to use WordPress, how to use WooCommerce, SEO by Yoast, how to use Gravity Forms, and how to set up and read their Google Analytics reports. You can install the plugin in Australian, US, or UK accents. The Video User Manuals plugin is $24 a month or $240 a year, and you can take the Video User Manuals plugin for a spin on all of your client sites for just $1 for your first 30 days by going to videousermanuals.com slash podcast. That's videousermanuals.com slash podcast, and you'll be able to access the plugin there for just $1 for your first month. Support for WP Elevation also comes from Audible. Audible has over 180,000 titles in their library of audiobooks. I love audiobooks. I listen to audiobooks whenever I'm not listening to podcasts. You can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a free 30-day trial by visiting wpelevation.com slash audible. That's wpelevation.com slash audible. Download a free audiobook right now and get a free 30-day trial of Audible and start enjoying audiobooks when you're not listening to our podcast. G'day, Troy Dean here from WP Elevation, and I'm very pleased to have with me all the way from the City of Angels, Alex Vasquez. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Hi, I'm doing great, Troy. How are you, man? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us on the WP Elevation podcast. Uh, we're going to talk lots about WordPress and WordCamps and Alex's hair. Uh, but before we get there, a quick announcement for a competition. Alex is very kindly... Uh, there's a, a new plugin called GiveWP, which is all about receiving donations on your WordPress website. It looks amazing. Uh, if for nothing else, the demo website is, oh my lord, beautiful, so definitely worth checking out. It's just so slick. And 
Alex. It's a free plugin, but it has does have paid extensions. Alex is very kindly uh, sponsoring three paid extensions for the Give WP plugin for this week's competition. So stick around for details on how you can enter that competition a little bit later on. Hey, Alex, before we start geeking off about all things WordPress, when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? You know, I uh, I wanted to be a cage fighter before cage fighters were a thing. <laughs> it, don't don't ask me why. You know, I I, I was a rambunctious kid, but um, if if I wasn't going to make it in cage fighting, which I obviously didn't, then. Uh, I wanted to do uh, comic book illustration. I wanted to, to draw funny books. Ah, cool. I've never had anyone say they wanted to be a cage fighter before. <laughs> you know, I, I think if you ask around, uh, there's enough developers that, that would probably consider it now, you know? Wow, wow. What was the attraction with cage fighting? Was it just because you, like, had a lot of energy that you needed to burn off and you just wanted to get in and kind of destroy things? Yeah, there's a lot of neighborhood kids that I wanted to kind of like push around and stuff. But but also there there was movies, uh, you know, like all the Van Damme movies and Seagal movies when I was a kid, and oh, yeah. and, and I realized you know that those guys weren't 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 so great. But whatever, you know, that's so just too much energy and and too much uh, bad martial arts cinema. <laughs> awesome. So when when did you discover the internet and and think, oh, hang on, there's something in this. I think I might uh, forge a career out of this. Uh, you know, so I, I've been, uh, I've been a novice with all this stuff, uh, for, for a long time. And it wasn't until I had a friend that, you know, kind of needed, he needed a website built and I said, well, I don't know how to, but I, but I'd like to. So, you know, I knew, I knew how to build a computer, but building a site is obviously a, a different thing. So I even went so far as just to take a basic HTML and CSS class and got started on 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 the first site that I did, and that was that was like gosh ninety nine or, or so. So I mean, it was or maybe even ninety eight. So I uh, I did it. I I patted myself on the back and I said, hey, you know, I think I think this is something I'd like to do. It took a while for me to get there to make it a full time job, though. So you know. And so, so what were you doing? What were you doing while you were learning this stuff? Did, did you have like another career path that you were going down? Well, yeah, I did. So, I mean, I was I was working in information technology. So, I, I was a systems administrator uh, for for a couple different insurance companies. And you know, I always I always did web consulting and what have you on the side. And then I uh, what it, what I consider to be the best thing that that ha- ever happened to me was getting laid off from, from a job, you know, it was a job that, that paid me well. And, you know, um, but that wasn't enough. You know, I, I wanted to do something different, something that I really enjoyed. And, and so getting laid off and having some time, you know, really allowed me to kind of jump in, uh, feet first in, in, into doing web development full time. And so that, that getting laid off that job was kind of like a blessing in disguise. Do you think? Oh, it, definitely. Definitely. It was, at the time, it was very scary, but it got over that really quick because I was I was able to you know find people to do some work for, and you know it, it just kind of grew from there. And you know I, I I did eventually go back to work uh, doing you know work as a contractor, uh, you know for a couple different recruiting firms and stuff. And then you know finally I felt like I was at a point where I could go on my own. Do you remember the first time you saw the WordPress dashboard? I I do, and you know I'm kind of I I, I kind of came late into the game I think because when I really started doing more serious web development stuff I um, 
when I did choose a CMS, I, I chose Joomla early on. And, you know, one of the things I, I always hated how hard it was to use and how difficult it was to theme for. And then, you know, I had a buddy that said, hey, you know, why don't you try looking at WordPress? And I did. And gosh, I think it must have been, I, I don't know. It, I don't want to it, it was two points something. I'm trying to remember, like maybe two points, uh, two, oh, I was going to say 2.8, but I think it, it was definitely before that version. So, but I, I remember seeing it and I said, Hey, you know what? Anyone can use this. It, it, cause it was just a lot more intuitive than, than what I'd been used to. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh. And so were you, were you using it, uh, sorry, were you using it on your own projects or were you, were you looking for a CMS for client work at that stage? Well, at that point, you know, I was definitely dealing with clients that needed, that needed a lot more, that needed a lot more, um, control over what they were doing. And, you know, the last straw for me, there there was a community center that I had built a site for in Juma, and they were calling me, like, all the time just to make simple updates. And I had spent time training training them on how to use the site. And, you know, the the level of technical expertise was, was not super high. So, you know, there needed to be a solution that was easier to use. And that's when I really started... Uh, to take a look at what else was out there. And of course, you know, Drupal was another thing that was out there too. And um, I finally started working with WordPress and it seemed like maybe a couple of years after I really got started uh, in web development that I finally landed on WordPress. I built my first site with it and I said, you know, how come I haven't been doing this all along? Mm. It is, it's, uh, it's a kind of a moment of revelation, isn't it, when you first start using WordPress and you just think, it's like one of those things that you don't realize what, what you did before. It's like, what, what, how, the, how possibly was I doing this job before I discovered WordPress? No, it, and it, that's the, I mean, it's, to me, it's, it, it's just a world of difference because I remember the first site that I handed over to somebody, I trained them, and even at that time, you know, the the client just said, "Wow, this is this is like this is better than what I had expected." Like mm-hmm. it, it got it went well beyond what they were expecting, and you know they're still a client today. So, um, you know, and I've done a lot more work with them, and it in my mind just even for, from the theming aspect, you know, it just makes a lot more sense uh, mm-hmm. than what I was doing before. How do you describe what you do in one sentence when you meet people for the first time, if you're at a networking event or a social event, and they say, hey, Alex, what do you do? What's your elevator pitch, so to speak? Elevator pitch, you know, if I don't, if I had to come up with an elevator pitch, I think it would just be something like, you know, I, I build stuff on the web that people enjoy. And that's, that's basically it. Um, you know, and the thing is, I, I've, uh, I've thought about precisely what I do and, you know, I, I, I build stuff that people like. Nice. And in terms of digi savvy, is there your, the, the, the web agency, the digital creative and marketing agency, is there, right. do you have more of a kind of a, a focused niche with digi savvy or is it, or, or are you, are you like, do you focus on a particular type of client or a particular type of problem that you like to solve? 
So as far as as far as that goes, there there's a couple general focus areas. So obviously WordPress development is fairly broad, but that's that's one area. Um, the other area is more digital marketing with an emphasis on on a pay-per-click advertising uh, strategy and campaigns. Now, as far as the um, as the website builds go, uh, we we tend to work a lot with education. So uh, we've worked with educational institutions on building custom learning management solutions and also integrating LMSs that are already out there like LearnDash mm-hmm. in particular. That's, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's a product that we've done a lot of work with. Mm-hmm. And so that I would say in the, in, in the WordPress development side, that tends to be a, a pretty core focus area for us. Mm. We love LearnDash here at WP Elevation. You guys, you guys use LearnDash. Yeah, we yeah. do. And um, in fact, I, I vaguely remember having a Twitter conversation with you about LearnDash last year sometime. That's coming back to me. That's kind of coming back to my memory now. Um, and I can't remember exactly what happened with that, but I, I remember someone was looking for a uh, LearnDash right. specialist. Yes, that's that, right. That's your, right. Your name kept coming up. Um, uh, we, we use, we use LearnDash too. We don't use LearnDash as part of our WP Elevation um, core um, uh uh, membership website, but we use it to deliver individual courses. And um, I really like LearnDash. I met Justin at Chicago WordCamp last year, and he comes from an actual, he comes from like an e-learning background where he was selling e-learning yeah. solutions to Fortune 500s. So it's really interesting to see someone with that background developing an LMS for WordPress, as opposed to someone who loves WordPress, seeing an opportunity in the LMS space and then developing a solution. I think Justin really brings that that um, e-learning background with him to uh, to what they're doing at LearnDash. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool um, product. How did you um, how did you first get interested in LearnDash? Was it because that's what clients were asking for? No, it, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily that. Um, one of the one of the things one of the things you eventually run into uh, as as a consultant or you know as any sort of service provider, you know, there's. Sometimes you, you run into this argument, uh, you know, do do more with less is is kind of uh, how I think of it, right? Do more with less. So clients want the world uh, from you, but you know, there's only so much we can give, right? So you know, on on limited budgets, you know, it, it's easy to talk about what we can't do, and um, instead, you know, I like to focus on what we can do. So at that point. You know, I, I would say that LMSs in in the WordPress ecosystem were still fairly um, young, I guess. And LearnDash was the most feature packed one at that time, and, and it still is uh, from 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 what I know of some of the other offerings that are out there. But it it was it was the most flexible platform that was out there, and we were able to use that. Uh, in a project, and you know, still still meet within the the, the budgets that that were set forth. So, um, so it really kind of came out of uh, places of necessity. You know, what can we find that is sort of where we're going, and you know, how much customization will it take? And LearnDash just kind of it, it was it was more than just a little on the way there. Like it, it, it was a well thought system with a lot of functionality already built in. So we didn't have to do a ton of customization with that. Cool. Nice. Well, big shout out to uh, Justin Ferriman and the guys. Oh at yeah. Learn Dash. Um, 
So what do you actually spend most of your time doing day to day? Are you, are you on the tools? Are you coding? Are you marketing? Are you doing biz dev? What, what, what does Alex Vasquez actually spend most of his day doing? You know, it, uh, when I'm not looking at pictures of myself and, <laughs> and, and cute kitty videos, I, uh, you know, I'll tell you this, this week, Troy, this week, I'm, um, you know, I've, I've been on a lot of phone calls, just projects, status calls. I've been on, you know, just calls talking about potential projects and things like that. And the actual time I spend, like, just doing developments it is, it is not where it should be. And, you know, it's, it's at a point where it's like, okay, well, you know, they're it's and it's a good problem, you know. Just trying to bring on more more help to to kind of help steady that out, and you know, and trying to find you know where where I'm going to provide the most value. So I would say, you know, if I'm if I'm not sitting in front of Sublime Text two, I you know I might be I might be on the phone talking to people about you know what what they need and, and how we can help, and you know trying to figure out you know, interesting answers to questions I, you know, I, I haven't pondered. It, it, I, I, it, you know, it, it's kind of cool. How, how good is Sublime Text 2, by the way? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. I've, yeah. been, I've been using it. Yeah, I've been using it for a couple of years. Um, before that, uh, you know, I think I had just used, uh, you know, TextMate. And, you know, that was it. But Sublime Text is just it's a breeze yeah and, it's great and, it's my text editor of choice these days too i love it yeah you know and i would just give kind of a shout out to the guys that are doing adam uh, over at, at, uh, at github i believe those are the guys that are doing it and that's that's also another solid alternative too but i, I kind of suffer from that shiny object syndrome so <laughs> I, I try to so so i try to become very disciplined at just sticking with one thing that that just works and sublime text is that for me what was that one that you mentioned atom is it Atom, yeah, A T O M, yeah, Atom dot I O, and it's 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 getting there. Like it's it's really getting there in terms of like feature parity with Sublime Text. So it's it's definitely worth checking out. There we go. There's another shiny object for your kids. Atom dot I O. I'll stick that in the show notes. Um, Okay. Hey, um, what's the one thing that keeps you awake at night about the business? The one. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, and this is going to sound a little morbid, but, you know, what What if a bus just flew and dropped out of the sky and landed on me? Not yet. You know, like, they're, you know, thinking about continuity, um, which I know it probably sounds weird, I guess. I, I you know, like, what, what happens when, you know, when we stop? working you know like what happens after that and you know that's that's a very real thing to think about especially on um, you know as you take on more clients and you have more responsibility you know thinking about well what if you're not around to do that work anymore you know there's you know there's people you know with uh it, i i don't know it, it's kind of a scary thought i mean ha, have you ever thought about that like what would you what do you do what do you what, what are you going to do if, like, you don't have a clone of yourself. I, I know this. I've asked around <laughs> Troy. There, there, there's, no, there's no 
clone of Troy Dean, no matter how many people there are out there that might do a, a respectable impersonation. There, there's only one of you. There's only one of you. That's right. Well, it's an interesting question, actually. And it's funny. There's, there's two, I want to loop back on two things here. There's two things here. When you booked in for the interview for this podcast, you actually put your name in as Alex Fusquare's Troy Dean impersonator. So why, why did you put that in there? I wanna, I'm, I've, been, I've been dying to ask you that question. Well, you know, I... I don't know why I do half the things I do, uh, but sometimes, you know, I think I think there's little ticks, there's little things that that we can do that endear us to other folks. And may, maybe saying that Troy, the Troy Dean impersonator is not an endearing thing, but you're going to say, you know, I remember that weird guy from L.A. that said he could impersonate me. What, what was that all about? And and you know, it's just one of those things that 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 helps. Uh, one remember you from you know from just a long time past or in a crowd I don't know it, it's it, it's just something it, it's I'm random what, what do you want from me gosh yeah. it's quirky <laughs> I love it it's good and actually you know what I, I did find it very endearing so uh, I uh, I was I was I was I was touched by that um, to answer your question I think um, you know I've been certainly trying very hard at uh, video user manuals and WP elevation to build uh, many processes and systems and a team in place so that if I, I kind of always look at it that if I disappeared for a month and was off the grid for a month and oh my lord that will probably never happen because I'm just completely addicted to being connected to the internet but if I did um, if I was forced to kind of just disconnect off the grid for a month would the business continue to add value to our customers and generate a profit without me and at this stage of the game, I can say that uh, it would. It probably wouldn't do that much longer than a month because the one part of the business that is uh, absolutely reliant on me is hosting the podcast and uh, hosting our webinars and coaching calls. However, we have been bringing more and more guests in for our webinars and coaching calls, so we're trying to, we're essentially trying to uh, build familiarity with our members, with more people other than me in the team, so that it's not so reliant on me. And I think. This is not just about me going and having a holiday either. This is about if I did sure. get injured or I did get hit by a bus, um, then it would be sad for our customers because they wouldn't be getting the value that they're getting because I wouldn't be around. And I think it's really important to make sure that your customers still get value even if you as the principal are unavailable for a period of time. So, you know, we're not, we're not there yet, but we're certainly moving in that direction. And it's hard work. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is because, I mean, there, especially in your case, you know, there's a very unique value that you provide that is wholly dependent on what you do. And, you know, as consultants too, you know, there's unique insights and there's unique value that we bring. And, you know, it, you know, the, the business is dependent on us just being there. You know, how do we replace ourselves? And it, it does take a team to do that. And, you know, that's, that's something that, that, that I'm keenly aware of, so that that keeps me up at night. Mm. Um, what do you do when you're not working? How do you uh, how do you chill out and stay balanced? <sighs> well, Troy, I'm glad you asked that question because uh, I don't cage fight. I, I know you're waiting for me to say I get into random cage fights. I, I don't do that. <laughs> but um, so so I do I do run a lot. I, I did I did the LA marathon and managed to not die. Wow, uh, about about awesome. a month ago. Wow, yeah, that's fantastic, that, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, thanks. You ran a yeah, marathon. I, I ran, I ran two marathons, not at the same time, wow. just within with within a six month period. So, yeah, totally awesome. Now, it, now, 
you and I can totally race, but I'm really slow though. So I have a feeling you might be faster. Well, you know what? I, I um, I've kind of, I, I try and run about four and a half to five kilometers uh, once or twice a week. It's usually once a week. I've given up on doing the long distance thing just because, um, you know, I'm too, at this stage in my life, I'm too prone to injury, like in terms of just <laughs> knees and ankles and tightness yeah. and lower back. And I just don't, you know, I don't want to have a major injury, but I used to run some 12 kilometer fun runs a couple of years ago, but now I'm just doing the short distance thing. And, you know, I'm not bad over short distance, but anything longer than about five kilometers. And I just really just want to go to the pub and have a beer. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can totally, totally understand what you're saying there. So I'm, I'm right there with you. But as long as you do something, you know, yeah. because it's very easy to sit in front of the computer and just, you know, get this tunnel vision. And, you know, you have to do something. You have to you have to break it up. I love running. I'm 80 from Teams used to post about, you know, running and entrepreneurship. And I, I love running because, I, you know, I kind of have this little mantra that being in business and it's kind of like a little mantra for life, really. And I know it sounds a little bit kind of woo woo, but it's, you know, when you're running, the whole objective with running is just to stay upright keep yourself open so you can breathe and just keep moving in the right direction. It doesn't really matter how fast you're going. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there. But if you can, so my mantra is like, I just have to stay on my feet, keep myself open and keep moving in the right direction. And that's the way I approach business, life and running. And these moments of clarity I have when I'm running because I'm not distracted by, you know, I I listen to music when I run or sometimes I just run without anything. I certainly don't listen to podcasts while I'm running. Um, It's just a great opportunity to clear your head and and have those moments of clarity. And do you find that, you know, sometimes you're trying to solve a problem and you go for a run and, and halfway through the run, it just pops into your head? Absolutely. And it seems like there's that happens all the time. Like I went on a run yesterday. There's this like there's this template I'm trying to build out and I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. And, you know, like I I had some good ideas that popped up when I was just out there running because, you know, just in this connected world, you know, our attention is always being demanded from different things. And, you know, just when you run, it's left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And you're just kind of left with your thoughts. And, you know, it's the simplest thing, but it's what keeps me calm and helps me figure stuff out. Yeah. Um, if you could wave a magic wand and fix one thing about the business right now, what would it be? You know, I would say that, you know, I, I would say that there's certain parts of our process that, that definitely need refinement um, in terms of just onboarding folks. Like there's a lot of tools that I do use to, to make that happen. And none of them are really connected to one another. So like the onboarding process is something that I've been doing a lot of, a lot more work on and trying to figure out like the smoothest way to bring people on board and educate them on, you know, how, how it is that we work and how it is that what they can expect from us and what we expect from them. So that's something that I would like to fix. Nice. Um, what, how, how do you, how do you um, treat like it, it's the onboarding thing is really interesting and we've actually had um, I think it was Jennifer Bourne who posted uh, on our blog about onboarding recently. It's really difficult to to design an onboarding process when your clients can be so different and so varied and have different expectations. Yeah, you know, I think I think the thing 
to note is just just having an uh, I think clients need to know how it is that you work like a lot of times people don't realize when they talk to me it's like hey I need you to build me a site and they talk to me and they think that you know I might be designing it that I might be developing it that I might be doing the content for it and that I might be doing all these other pieces and and you know how it is that that's that's not the case you know I might be responsible for maybe one or two things on a project you know such as you know managing the project and a certain amount of development or you know just development and you know I, I think just at least helping people with even like a best basic welcome document which is something that that I recently put together just saying hey you know you know, we're excited to work with you. You know, here's just a quick overview of what our process is. And, you know, these are some of the people that are involved with your project and they're responsible for these things. So that way people know that, hey, um, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff going on. It's not just some simple thing, you know, like this is this is real work. And, you know, it, it's, it's not just, you know, putting a model ship together. You know, there's a, a lot of approaches and a lot of opinions involved and a lot of talent, too. Mm. Um, hey, I've been looking at your blog <clears throat> since uh, you know doing some research for this uh, this interview, and um, there's you quite you know there's a, I, what I notice in your your content is that there's a real personality in who you are. You you bring a lot of your personality to your content, to the way that you write, to the images that you post. You you kind of a little bit self deprecating and uh, quite humorous. Do you and I find it really refreshing because I, you know, I must admit, I, most blogs that I read, they all kind of end up looking and sounding and smelling the same. Um, but yours really has it really stands out as you know I I, I know who Alex Vasquez is from reading your blog and I feel this connection. Did you at at any point did you uh, question whether or not you should be so um, you know open with sharing your personality or was it something that just came naturally to you? So, so yes on, on both of these. And I'll tell you, like, it's something that I kind of, that, that I kind of struggle with because, and this is, this is, this is, uh, this is a good question. As far as the personality that goes into the blog, it's important to, in my mind, at least it's important that people, when people read something, they get a sense of who you are, you know, like it's not just words on a page, like it, it should form an opinion that gives someone some idea of, Hey, you know, this, you know, this is, this is someone that, you know, is smart or this is someone I don't like, you know, they, they have a horrible personality. I don't know. Their sense of humor stinks, whatever the case is. It's important to, to, to give that business personality because, you know, I, I think people, clients generally want to work not only with someone who's a professional, but someone that they enjoy working with. And it's not because they're looking for a friend. I'm not looking for a friend, but, <laughs> you, you, but, but, you know, you're, you're looking for like-minded personalities. Like you, you want to work with people who are go-getters and you want to work with people who appreciate quirkiness. So, you know, it, that's, those are, those are things that I hope come out in my writing. So, you know, um, but at the same time, you know, how much is too much? You know, I've, I've got a blog post on there and maybe, maybe you saw it, it has a somewhat questionable uh, title, uh, you know, stuff happens. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I grapple with too, because on the one hand, I do serious work. I've done serious work for large organizations and I want to be known as a person, as a resource that people can go to. 
at the same time, you know, I, I'm, my personality is such that, you know, I am, I am a funny person and it, well, am I funny if I say I'm funny? <laughs> I, I, I like to tell jokes and sometimes people laugh at them. Sometimes they don't. And that's, and that's the hard part because also when you're branding yourself within your community, within your the different business sectors that you might be working within, you do want to be taken seriously too. So it's a delicate balance and, and it's something that I'm always kind of questioning, you know, like did I interject too much personality? Did I joke around too much? You know, so things like that. Um, so that's that's something that I think about. You know, it's funny because I follow guys like Tim Ferriss and, uh, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and Pat Flynn and John Lee Damas and Andrew Warner. And a lot of these guys, um, you know, and, and what I've realized is, I mean, they all have their own personality and none of them, like they're all quite open with what they share on their podcast and on their blog. And the thing that I've realized over the years is that there's nothing more attractive than someone who's really comfortable in their own skin. And I think... If you sh- if you share a bit of your personality and your own personal story online, then it does show that you're comfortable with who you are, and I actually think that makes you more appealing to clients of all different sizes. Yeah, it, and I think it, so. I would agree with you on that point too. And you know, there there is a, there is a balance because I, I think there you you can go a little too far at certain times, but. It, as long as you're authentic and you, you put yourself out there, it, it's, it's a great way to distinguish yourself in, in what's a pretty crowded pool, you know? Yeah. Um, speaking of which, uh, so you, you, you kind of relatively, you said you kind of came to the WordPress community relatively late, but you, you are kind of really part of the WordPress community uh, these days. And I guess part of that has come about through your involvement in organizing WordCamp LA. Now we were talking pre-show and you said, um, who, who, you know, you basically said, who was it that dobbed me in for an interview on, on this podcast? And I admitted that before we started this podcast, I, um, one of the things I did was made a spreadsheet, put a spreadsheet together of who I thought were the WordPress influencers. That is people I would like to have on the podcast as a way of embedding myself into the WordPress community and expanding my network and meeting all these kind of cool amazing people particularly because we're here in Australia we don't have the access to you know the large pool of talent and um and network that you guys do in the states just because of the you know geography involved and your name was on that spreadsheet as an early WordPress influencer because you were an organizer of WordCamp LA so two questions I've got for you is how did that come about and do you think it's um, like, do you think being involved in those kind of events is important for establishing yourself and building your own network? So uh, that's that's an awesome question. So let me let me get right to it. So, um, you know, there news had come around that WordCamp LA, the, the previous organizer, was going to step down from doing it, and you know, I I was thinking to myself, hey, wouldn't it be great to kind of step up and and take the reins and try to organize it. And um, so a, a person that you interviewed and that, you know, uh, Natalie McLeese, she uh, she was kind of thinking the same thing. So uh, so her and I and a couple other folks, um, Nathan Tyler and Ryan Coles, you know, we, we formed uh, the organizer team for WordCamp Los Angeles. And, you know, the idea was just to kind of do it because, well, we hadn't done it before. And because we also thought it was a, a neat way to 
get other people in the community involved and also give back uh, to the local community too, because you know, it's, it's done a lot for all of us. And, you know, the, the four of us made and make our living off of WordPress in some variety. So, um, you know, uh, Natalie had been the lead organizer uh, for the past two years, and I'm, I'm taking the lead organizer role this year. Um, and so, so now, now the pressure's on me to, to kind of do all the hard work that, that Natalie was having to do. But, um, you know, so, but being a part of the community, so I'll tell you, Troy, when I, when I first started getting interested in WordPress, I started going to local meetup groups uh, down in Orange County, um, uh, known or just the Orange County WordPress community, um, which is a very tight-knit and, and very, very open community. It's tight-knit, but it's open. Everyone knows who they are, and everyone's just very friendly. And I learned so much just by talking to different folks there. And, you know, I... I, I was grateful, uh, and I still am for for just everything that I got out of it. And so when I moved out of that community and I moved up toward Los Angeles, you know, I, I said, "Well, gosh, what what do I do now? You know, I, I can't just you know drive an hour down to Orange County all the time." So you know, I, I had to make it. I had to make a choice, and and you know, I started doing my own meetup in in my local neighborhood and. You know, then the WordCamp stuff came later, but it's it's, it's huge. It's I, I think the best way to to get value out of the community is is to put into it, to do something in it, to involve yourself. And it, it sounds like lip service, but it's absolutely true. Like I I get a lot of referrals from people within the community. That wouldn't happen if I wasn't a part of it. If you know, I'm not having those conversations. If I'm not helping people out it's it, it the more people you help I, i'm telling you it it, it does come back it, mm. it sounds silly but it's absolutely true it is true absolutely and i'll tell you what else it's great positioning <clears throat> there's, yeah. there's two things i really like uh, um actually there's three, three things that you're doing that i really like one is you're an organizer of events where you know, hundreds of other web developers come together to learn and you are kind of the fulcrum of that network because you are one of the organizers of those events. So it's great positioning when you're talking to potential new clients. It's also great Absolutely. for referrals. The other two things I like that you're doing is that you've got a theme, a starter theme in the WordPress theme repository, which again is, even though it's a free theme, you are making a product that, you know, thousands of other web developers around the world are using as part of their development process, which again is great positioning. And you present on freelancing uh, recent presentation uh, uh, freelance 101 survival tips and other things which again is a way of positioning yourself as someone who is educating uh, other freelancers so this is I mean I, the, there, there are two reasons I love educating one is because when you educate you learn more about it and if like someone said to me once if you think you know something Absolutely. teach it <laughs> so when you start teaching yeah. something you'll figure out how much you know and how much more there is to learn and the other thing is it's great positioning and it's just great for your network was 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 doing the education thing is that again is that something that's kind of always felt natural to you or did you kind of have to push yourself into that space I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I like attention. Uh, so, so I, I don't have a, I've never had a problem standing in front of people, which for me is, is a good thing. Not, not everyone, not everyone is as comfortable getting up in front of a crowd, which is, I, I like to find those people 
who have something to contribute and they're just afraid to get up or they haven't thought about it or they don't think they can. And, and I bug them. I'm like, hey, you need to get up there. And and so that's kind of what I get to do as a WordCamp organizer. I, I get to find these people and, and do that. But as for myself, uh, you know, the the just getting up and talking has been one of those things I've it is kind of a gift. I, I don't mind doing it. So I, I, it's, and I didn't realize how much it would help me in, in so many different ways. If I had known, I would have done it a lot. Sooner. Yeah, I absolutely agree, man. Like if, if for no other reason, I think you should get up and speak in front of people because it, you, it's like they say about boxers, you know, like you can, you can be a boxer and you can train in the gym for months and months and months, but you will learn more by spending three minutes in a ring with another boxer than you will learn in three years of practice. Like speaking in front of people, just you, you come away from a presentation and you, you've learned so much about yourself and your own business and your message and what it is you're trying to say. I think for no other reason, if, if that's the only reason that you do it, that everyone at some point should get up and speak about what they know in front of other people. I think it's hugely valuable. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, obviously the personal benefits are, are one thing and just, you know, seeing seeing those people kind of light up. If you say something or you, you you have a message that just people, you know, they take pause and they're like, oh, I, I didn't think about something like that. And, and that's also really cool, too. Now, I, I will say this, Troy. Um, rumor has it um, in September of of. 2015, there's a WordCamp in Los Angeles, and it turns out that there's a few open slots. Even though we haven't done a call for speakers yet, you know there there's there's one there for 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 a feisty Aussie guy. Is that uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you, did you just invite me to speak at WordCamp Los Angeles? <laughs> I, I might I might have thrown a very informal invite out. So well, you know, let he, me tell you, yeah. what are the dates? Because my birthday's in September, so you know I might just be looking for an excuse to come to the states again. Well, we we don't have an official date, but uh, uh, it's 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 gonna be. Well, let's see. It, it's probably going to be like uh, the second or last week of the month, most cool. likely. All right, cool. Well, hey, keep me posted. Um, you know, I love, I love the states. I really love coming over to the states. I, it's just I always have a great time. And I've and I recently, late last year, discovered the wonderful, wonderful place called San Diego, which I have just fallen in love with. Uh, so I'm definitely looking for an excuse to come over. So there you go. Yeah, when you put yeah. the call out, I will definitely put in an application to speak. Um, that would be fun. Hey, um, we should do the Elevation Round. For those that don't know, WP Elevation is a business accelerator program for WordPress consultants. So I'm going to skip through this Elevation Lightning Round here and ask Alex some questions about freelancing and consulting. And Alex is going to give us some quick questions off the top of his head. Sound good, mate? Sounds good to me. Cool. All right. What's the number one thing any freelancer or consultant needs to know? Uh, estimate more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. What's the best thing you've ever done to find new customers? Uh, help help other help other people out. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, absolutely help others. Uh, how do you stop competing on price? Uh, you don't compete on price. You compete on uh, you compete on basically the service that you're providing. So you negotiate on scope. Awesome. Any tips on writing better proposals? Simple. Be simple. Use plain language. Um, get get to the point. Communicate value, but you know, don't don't overdo it. Don't don't 
be simple. I, I've done the opposite for a long time. I simplified things and that's helped out a ton. Awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite tool or system for CRM? Uh, right now I'm using Streak for Gmail. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's, again, it's simple. I don't have to go to something else to do it. And it just, it works the way that I currently do. And it it it, it doesn't do a ton, but it does just enough. And I love that. Cool. What's the best way to keep a project and a client on track? Communication. <laughs> uh, communication, if absolutely. I a, if I had a dollar for every time someone said that is the answer to that question. Oh, yeah. I'd oh, be, yeah, absolutely. I'd be $72 richer. Um, <laughs> uh, any ideas for getting referrals from existing clients? Oh, that's that's a good one. Um, you know, something, something that I sometimes do is, uh, you know, I'll send out emails to existing clients and, you know, just refer them to to articles that, that I've written or things like that, that might be uh, something that they would want to know about. And it, in the case of mobile Geddon that's coming up on the 21st, I'm sure you know about that. Uh-huh. Um, I forwarded that. I, I wrote uh, a piece on that on, on my blog and I sent that to a few clients and it's resulted in three different projects. So uh, for, those you know, that, that's, for those that don't yeah. know, just explain uh, what's happening with uh, Google and mobile on 21 April. So mobile getting is essentially Google saying, hey, um, if your site's not mobile friendly, uh, you, you, you need to get it there. So and what they're saying by that is they're going to start tipping people off as to what sites are mobile friendly, which may affect your uh, your traffic and certainly it it's looking like it might affect search engine ranking positions so make sure that your content is speedy or your site is speedy make sure that your site is mobile friendly and uh, you know there's there's still a lot more that there's still a lot that we don't know but we know that it, as far as this goes that being being mobile friendly is is paramount Mm. Um, and there's just web consultants web development companies just uh, doing a great big land grab at the moment isn't there there's like mobile getting promotions happening all over the place it's like black friday for uh, for for responsive design you know i i kind of i kind of compare it to y2k you you remember that like just just all the fuss with that and and when when nothing happened (laughs) yeah yeah precisely that was so many people got so rich and just ripping people off and this is not going to be anything like that but it's it's a sign of the time so you know with with more traffic hitting sites coming over mobile i you know we need to be thinking mobile first and it's been said for years, so I'm not saying anything new. It's merely a restatement of, hey, it, it's really time to, to yep. buckle down. Uh, and uh, final question in the elevation round. What's the number one thing that you can do to differentiate yourself from everyone else out there? <sighs> that's that's a good one. Um, you know, I think... I think just finding the things that you enjoy working with or the things that you know... Um, that you're most comfortable talking about and educating people about that. Um, for for instance, we spoke about LearnDash earlier. You know, I've I've given a number of talks about 
you know, implementing LMS in, in online businesses and using it as a new way to deliver content and also provide a new stream of income. So, you know, finding those areas where, where you're strongest, where you're most interested in working, definitely help. You know, maybe maybe your your side of it is is user experience. Maybe you do a lot of work with BuddyPress, and you know, talk about those things. There there are so many people that know so much stuff, and they don't write enough about what they know. And sure, you take a look at their work, and and it does and it does the talking for them as it should. At the same time, it. Like, don't miss an opportunity to, to share knowledge. You know, there's a difference between spamming people with your knowledge and just being able to confidently talk about the things that you know. And don't miss that opportunity. Good advice. Uh, we should segue into and announce the competition. Tell us um, a little bit about Give WP. Well, Give WP is made by the folks at uh, Word Impress, specifically uh, Devin Walker and Matt Cromwell. And GiveWP is a free, it's a free plugin. You can get it in the WordPress repo, uh, plugin repository, that is. And what it does is it, it's, a, it's a slick way of collecting donations um, for, for your WordPress-powered site. And it's, it's probably the best, it's the best solution that I've seen out there. And it's made by some really savvy, really smart guys. And they're, they're, also active contributors in the WordPress community uh, as well. So um, it's definitely worth checking out if you've ever worked with a nonprofit that needs to collect donations, uh, which I, I think we all have at some point. This this is probably one of the more comprehensive uh, plugins to do that. And so the plugin itself is free, but there's paid add-ons too, and you just pay for what you need. And I tell you, uh, the demo site is freaking beautiful. It's worth checking out just for that. And they've also partnered with Girl Develop It for the demo. So you can actually do, you can actually use the plugin, the demo version of the plugin, and make a donation to Girl Develop It, uh, which is an, a very, very good cause. Um, and so I really like what they're doing over here. It looks very slick. And you have, uh, you're sponsoring three of the paid extensions uh, as this week's prize on the podcast. So tell us the... In order to enter the competition, leave a comment underneath this podcast episode. And what is it that you'd like people to to, uh, to comment with, Alex? Well, what I something that's near and dear to me uh, is obviously community. And you know how how do you what's the best way to get out there and to get known in, in the community and become a go to resource? How do you become that person that's like the first thought of someone when? When X person asks about Y problem, how, you know, do you know someone that does this? You know, what's the best way to become the person that gets that recommendation? Mm. And yeah. Good, good question. So, uh, so we ha- we haven't had that actually before on the podcast. So, leave a comment underneath this episode. And this episode, by the way, will be at wpelevation.com slash Alex Vasquez, which is A L E X V A S Q U E Z, all one word, or lowercase, no uh, spaces or hyphens or underscores. Um, and tell Alex the best way. Uh, to position yourself as the go-to person in your community for whatever it is. If you are the go-to person for e-commerce or the go-to for learning management or the go-to for you know lead capture, whatever it is, how do you best position yourself as the go-to person in your network? Um, 
leave that comment underneath the video and I, uh, uh, sorry, underneath the podcast because we are now just an audio podcast uh, and I'll get Alex to swing by in a couple of weeks and go through the comments and award the prize. All right, hey, what is the future for Alex Vasquez and Digi Savvy? Where do you see yourself and the business being in 12 months' time? In in 12 months' time, I, I hope to have other some other folks working with us and also, you know, I, I just I just see us continuing to grow and work on more interesting stuff that we enjoy working on. And, you know, like there's some cool stuff that we're working on right now. And, you know, it it's just it. it I know it sounds generic. I never I, I didn't think I, I would make it on, on my own at one point. And now, you know, there's other people that we hire that we pay and it's, it's kind of a neat feeling. So I, I just kind of see us being fortunate enough to, to just keep growing. Nice. Good on you. Um, congratulations, by the way, because it is, um, it's not easy to stay in business and to stay afloat. And I take my hat off to anyone who is prepared to, uh, you know, get over and around and under all the obstacles that are put in our way as entrepreneurs. So uh, congratulations sincerely. Um, before we wrap up, I do need to ask, um, alexhasnicehair.com. What is, the, what is with the hair reference, my friend? You know, uh, I wish it, I wish it, there was a more interesting story, but I'll tell you. Um, I would one time at WordCamp, um, there there was a friend of mine, Steve Zegget from Zeke uh, Interactive. He he was called on last minute to to do a talk on multi-site because this original scheduled speaker couldn't make it. Well, um, so he was building this multi-site, and then. He asked the audience, "Hey, uh, so what should we call this site?" No one, no one answered. So of course, I opened my mouth and I said, "Call it Alex has nice hair." And so he said, "Done." So he built it, and then for like the next thirty-five minutes or so, so people people were asking, "So Steve, if I want access to Alex's nice hair, uh, do I do I need read capabilities?" And you know, Steve's like, "Well, no, you don't need read capabilities to to access Alex's nice hair." Blah blah blah. And so it was just kind of a play on that for for thirty minutes, and which was wonderful because people were talking about my hair the whole time, which is which is great for me because I love the attention. But you know, um, so then and it, it's kind of a thing that stuck. So sometimes people say to me, "Hey, I'm." you know, uh, Hey Alex, what's going on with your nice hair? And it, it's, I, it's an odd thing. I, I, that's all I can say. I like it. Nice. Good stuff. Hey, uh, where can people reach out and thank you for this interview, Alex? Where's the best way to get in touch with you online? Uh, best way is uh, Twitter at Alex J or not.com, just Alex J. Vasquez. Yeah, what am Alex I thinking? Alex J. Vasquez. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, hey, final question. Who would you like me to try and interview on the podcast and why? Ooh, that's a good one. There's – so can I give you, like, 70 different answers? Sure. Do we have time for that? <laughs> no. Um, you know, a person that comes to mind, and I'm not sure if you've interviewed him yet, but um, John Hawkins from Nine Seeds. Oh, no. Uh, I know of John, yes, but I haven't. Yeah. Yeah, John, John Hawkins is just the nicest dude, I think – if you talk to anyone who knows his name, they would have nothing but nice things to say about him. He's he's a great person, and he's helped me just you know with his own, with his advice, and he's just helped so many other people. And you know maybe uh, you know just uh, gosh the, the 
Well, you already had Natalie on. But yeah, I, I would say I would say John Hawkins would be a good cool. choice. All right. Well, John Hawkins yeah. from Nine Seeds, uh, keep your eyes on your inbox because we're coming to get you for the podcast, courtesy of Alex Vasquez uh, from DigiSavvy. So awesome. Hey, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the WP Elevation podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, I've had a lot of fun. I hope you have too. And I look forward to uh, seeing how you evolve over the next 12 months and hopefully getting over to WordCamp LA in September and hanging out. That would be a lot of fun. No, thank you so much. And it's, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Alex. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Video User Manuals. You can get the plugin for just $1 for your first month by going to videousermanuals.com slash podcast. Support for WP Elevation also comes from Audible. You can get your free audio book and a free 30-day trial by visiting wpelevation.com slash audible. That's wpelevation.com slash audible. Please subscribe to the WP Elevation podcast at iTunes or Stitcher. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a rating and a review. Everything we spoke about and all the links for this episode of the podcast will be at wpelevation.com slash alexvasquez. That's A-L-E-X-V-A-S-Q-U-E-Z. And you know, no underscores, no spaces, no hyphens or other funny hieroglyphics. And please remember to leave your comment underneath the episode of this podcast and tell Alex the best thing you've done or are continuing to do to position yourself as the go-to person in your network. And you'll be in the running to win those three paid extensions for the Give WP Donations plugin. Hey, if all goes well, next week on the podcast, I'll have Brendan Hufford from Entrepreneurs and Coffee, another podcaster. This is about the 18th time, I think, Brendan and I have tried to hook up on the podcast. So if all goes well, he'll be up next week. I look forward to that. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. I'm Troy Dean, and until next week, go Elevate. Go Elevate.